If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably shot her. My dear Jabba. Been waiting. Hello, Blabba fans, and you are very welcome to episode 7 of Blabba the Hut. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. You all know me. I'm your host, Kate. And you all know Gary over in Ireland. How's it going, Gary? Hello, Kate. How are you? Doing good. We are together once again to talk the wars. <laughs> and it's going to be a jam-packed show. Of course. So what's been going down? How you been? I've been good. Unfortunately, getting back to the reality of normal life. I was on Holly Bob's or a vacation, as you would say, stateside. I was in Florida for 16 days, so... Got back on Tuesday and I'm settling back into the the harsh reality of this, you know, this whole adulting thing. <laughs> back to the old grind, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no hurricanes this time, right? Well, if there was a hurricane, but it feared off at the last second, thankfully we didn't feel the the full force of it. But unfortunately, some others weren't weren't that lucky. Yeah, that's true. I know you. You guys got caught in it a couple of years ago, right? Like, pretty bad. Oh, yeah, we were caught in the the big mother of the mall, as they were calling it. So we ended up staying there for nearly an extra week or so. Maybe a bit longer. That's crazy. So, should we just get into maybe our weeks, weeks in Star Wars? Um, why don't you go first? <laughs> Well, this week in Star Wars, I didn't have too much going on. Um, I was lucky enough to meet up with some uh, 501st Legion comrades over in the States. So I've literally been packing up patches and coins for trading. That's essentially been <laughs> my week in Star Wars, aside from opening up everything that I got from Batu and, you know, finally getting to, to have a look through everything. Okay. I thought you were going to include that too so that's why i was laughing but i guess that's going to be the rest of our episode yeah well technically batu wasn't really this week so well i mean i thought we were going to be a little more maybe like a couple weeks in star wars <laughs> so i guess this isn't technically like the last week but you will be happy to know that i started thrawn treason thank god we're going to have to get people tweeting in, Kate, because you are way behind on this. Our Thrawn episode is long overdue. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, though. It's very good. It is. It's fantastic, and it just gets better and better. Nice. So maybe we'll try to get that before the end of the year. <laughs> oh, yes. But that's about the most Star Wars-y stuff I've been doing. No bargains? Um, I did get, um, like this Darth Vader. I think it's like a cup or a mug or something, but it, cool. I think it's from Disneyland. It's got like the Disneyland stickers. Two bucks Sweet. at the thrift store. Nice. I know. I haven't even posted it online or anything. I'll have to post pictures. Yeah. I haven't posted my Porg mug, but more on that later. <laughs> Awesome. Very good. Well, you alluded to it earlier, so before we get into your Galaxy's Edge review and discussion, um, there was a pretty significant news item in the world of comics announced, so should we just tackle that for a little bit? Absolutely, and may I say, an announcement with Ireland at its very core. Oh, yeah. We had the announcement during the week that we are finally getting a Kylo Ren origin comic. Woohoo! Which we believe it's going it's a, a four part comic if I'm right, Kate. I'm not sure on that, but sure. I think it's I think it's a four part series that is going to give us the origins of Ben Solo becoming Kylo Ren, which 
is something that we have been crying out for, especially with everybody, you know, clamoring for more Knights of Ren stuff, which I'm hoping this will cover. Mm-hmm. You know, there's long been a, a question of where are the Knights of Ren Luke's former students. Right. Which I'm guessing will be answered in some shape or form with this. Very cool. When is this supposed to be released? I'm not 100% sure on the release date at the moment. Um, I haven't gotten to check up on absolutely everything. I've just seen the the first editions. Oh, the release date is the 4th of December. Oh, okay. So it'll be like a pre-Rise of Skywalker thing. It seems to be. So do you think that's a hint, like the title, of Rise of Kylo Ren, the Rise of Skywalker... It could potentially be, but the other comics have had titles, you know, The Rise Of, or The Age Of, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be reading too much into that. Okay. Ju- just yet. Until we know more. Tell us about the Ireland connection. So, the team behind this comic are none other than Charles Soule, who we are enormous fans of here. I think everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. And the artwork is being done by none other than Will Sliney. All right. Who is one of the most talented artists we have here in Ireland. And Will was also involved with the Galaxy's Edge comics. Very cool. But if, but most people will know Will from his, uh, his him being heavily involved in the, the realm of Spider-Man. Awesome. Did you see that so, Spider-Man design that he released too the new spider-man design i, I <laughs> certainly crazy. did the, the costume it's amazing yeah and, and speaking of amazing kate did you get to see the cover for kylo one by clayton crane the one with darth vader's head in the background yeah yeah that's cool it looks amazing an origin story of kylo ren how are you feeling about that i think it's cool should we read their the little thing that, that it's that it has about it. Yeah, so will we give a, a rundown of the little description and then give our thoughts? Sure. So it reads, With Ben Solo's fall comes Kylo Ren's rise. Young Ben Solo was legendary Jedi Luke Skywalker's most promising pupil. As the son of Rebel Alliance heroes Leia Organa and Han Solo, as well as Luke's own nephew, Ben has the potential to be a great force for light in the galaxy. But the Skywalker legacy casts a long shadow the currents of the dark side run deep and Darth Vader's blood runs in Ben's veins. Voices call from both his past and his future, telling him who he must be. He will shatter. He will be reforged. His destiny will be revealed. Snoke awaits. The Knights of Ren await. Ben Solo's path to his true self begins here. Hmm. Hashtag cryptic. <laughs> I definitely have some thoughts there. Go for it. Okay, so... His true self. Is that dark side or light side? I I don't know. There's been a lot of talk about Ben Demption lately. There has been. Of... So, maybe this is... I guess it could go either way, but I just thought that was interesting. So, another thing that caught my eye is where the line that says, Voices call both from his past and his future. So, I, what what that makes me think of like is in the force awakens um when someone says something about the girl and he's like what girl so maybe it's like a a a future thing that he saw ray when he was younger yeah and another another thing that that kind of um stokes up for me is you remember when he said he feels it the the call to the light Mm -hmm. i've always had the question of is something or someone calling to him? Hmm. That's a question I've always had. Is it someone or something? True. And we know that Ben Solo has been on Snoke's radar since he was in the womb. Mm-hmm. So this is going back quite a bit in terms of timeline. Yeah, it should be good. It is. 
And one thing we should probably make note of as well, Kate, is what Charles Soule had to say about the choices made within this comic. So at Fan Expo Toronto, I guess there was a panel with Soule on it, and he, he was talking about this comic, and he said, You know, Ben Solo is tragic. The potential of him from the day he was born, everyone around him saw or thought they saw what he could be. So he was put in all these different paths, and we've kind of seen how that's gone wrong in the film so far. This is a story about Ben Solo understanding some of the choices he made. With that comes a warning. It says that sometimes Star Wars stories are like telling a great story and having a great time playing in the sandbox. Another time, Star Wars jobs are like, okay, we'll give you an incredibly key piece of the overall mythology that you have to nail. You guys would not be very happy with me if I screw this up. And everyone here might not be very happy with the choices that I made. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I think that pretty much echoes everything that's going on in the fandom at the moment. I mean, you can't please everyone. We know that. True. But I think we both agree, Kate, that this is a piece of the puzzle that we've wanted for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I... I don't think they could have picked anybody better than Charles Soule for this. Mm -hmm. What he did with the Vader comic was outstanding. So would that get a thumbs up or a thumbs down? What, the whole comic series, you mean? For Kylo Ren, you know, this this piece of the puzzle, this piece of storytelling. Oh, I'm excited for it. Thumbs up for me. Yeah, definite thumbs up for me too. I think that's going to be a great way to usher in the rise of Skywalker. Along with all the other novels and all that good stuff. All will be revealed. <laughs> or will it? <laughs> so, Kate, exciting announcement time. Awesome. Yeah, so kind of been planning this for a while. And as many of our fans know out there, we are huge fans of Star Wars art and artists in particular. And our last show, we got to interview Sully Muhammad, who was just an amazing guy and a, a great interview. You know, it's always wonderful to hear artists talk about their passion and how their story developed and how they arrived at the point that they're at now. So yes. in an upcoming episode, we are going to have two guests in the one show. Two absolute mm -hmm. powerhouses within the world of art and in particular star wars art yes so we announced it over on our social media but if you haven't seen our first guest announcement is the wonderful tiffany groves is going to be appearing on blabber the hut now All those right. who are fans of tops cards will be well aware of tiffany's work she's produced some incredible pieces and in particular, she, at least to me, is known for her custom comic sketches. Mm -hmm. Of which we have shared two of the most amazing ones that she has done. Those were very awesome. They were fantastic. They really were. And it's going to be nice to have her come on and chat about art. How she arrived at the point she's at and... You know, hopefully it'll be a good educational tool for any of our listeners who are aspiring artists or maybe they just enjoy drawing as a as a release or a hobby. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you've seen the, the reaction that we had with young Kyle and his story. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to be a fantastic opportunity to have two incredibly talented artists tell their story and... You know, hopefully pass on some hints and tips for the, the next generation of artists. Yeah, very much so. So that's one guest we're announcing now and we will be announcing another guest in due course. I don't know about you, Kate, but I, I just love hearing people who are passionate about their craft talk. For sure. And tell their story and, you know... It's something that we try to promote whenever possible, never mind just Irish artists, but Star Wars artists anywhere. Yep, that is true. 
because I mean it is it is another area of our fandom you know I treat it the same as the comics and the graphic novels that there are artists out there who just produce incredible work mm-hmm. of which we know there are some amazing pieces out there and art collectors are well known within the the Star Wars realm and hope hopefully we'll be able to just keep adding to the list of artists that may be more of what we do in the future. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and we're maybe going to have to come up with a with a title for this, Kate. Maybe some of the the listeners out there could share uh, some ideas with us for a li- for this little segment. There you go. Could we call it Art to Ali? So yeah, any Ali. suggestions, folks? Art. Send them in. Art to D two. Or art to Ali. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. So, yeah. Rock on, Star Wars artists. So, should we head on over to our main discussion, Gary? Would you like to do the honors, Kay? Oh, sure. Punch it, Chewy. Okay, so Galaxy's Edge. Woohoo! So, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know what Galaxy's Edge is. On the off chance you're being forced to listen to this, <laughs> you're not a Star Wars fan. Um, it's the Disneyland slash Disney World uh, area in the theme parks that is now Star Wars related. So, the the West Coast Disneyland opened in May, and then on the East Coast it just opened, what, was it the very end of August? It was just the very end of August, yeah. End of August going into the first week of September. So you were there pretty soon after the initial opening over there in After Disney sort of World. the official opening, after sort of the official opening ceremony, there was pretty much like a... The, the grand opening as such, which lasted a, a week or so, which which is what I was part of. That's fun. It was. So what are your initial thoughts and impressions? Oh, it's incredible. They, they really have done an amazing job. And I don't think people realize quite the level of detail that the Imagineers, Disney, Lucasfilm and everyone involved have gone to to make this what it is. The stories that I've heard throughout are, it would just blow your mind because um, there's so many intricate little details, like supposedly each and every character has their own story and custom history. Nice. Which, considering how many cast members would be involved within... Batu and Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. you know, for each and every individual cast member to have their own history and their own yeah. individual story. I mean, that's incredible. That's cool. Did you interact with some of them then? I did. I got to meet a, a certain spy from <laughs> a certain Delilah Dawson novel. Multiple novels now. Well, yes, indeed. But uh, that day... I was walking around the resistance outpost, so considering I was wearing a an imperial uh, garment, I I, I wasn't very I wasn't very welcome, unfortunately. Did Did she say anything to you? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she tried to usher us out along with my family. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So um, but it's it's essentially Kate. It's the level of detailing and. The one thing that surprised me more than anything else was the scope and mm. the sheer size. So I was wondering if maybe you can walk us through. So like, I've actually never been to Disney World, but like what lands is Galaxy's Edge near? And like, what's it like when you're walking up to Galaxy's Edge? Okay, so we'll give people an idea of sort of the, the, the scale um, of things. To separate them, I would say that the one in California, 
will always be the less busy of the two. Interesting. And what I and what I mean by that is Disneyland California is much smaller than mm. Walt Disney World. If yeah. I'm correct in the size difference that the entire Disneyland California would fit into the main car park of Magic Kingdom. Oh my goodness. So is that is that Disneyland and California Adventure? I think the whole property, yeah. I think the entire Whoa. property would just fit into the car park of um of Magic Kingdom, which is thirteen thousand spaces if I remember right. That's crazy. So in terms of just sheer size like that, now obviously the two lands are the same, but I say that Galaxy's Edge in Walt Disney World will be busier because it is situated in Hollywood Studios. Mm. And right beside it is Toy Story Land. Ooh, nice. So you literally can go from Toy Story Land to Batu and obviously around again. So when traffic goes from one to the other, there's a constant influx. Wow. Of um guests. So I would go so far as to say that the one in Hollywood Studios will always be a lot busier for the simple reason with the sheer size of Hollywood Studios and, you know, Toy Story Land being there for which there is an enormous um fandom as well, particularly hmm. for the, the younger generation. The the traffic can be nuts. And for Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run to give you an idea of the, the sort of crowd levels, the Smugglers Run queue at one point got up to six hours. What? Yeah, so um, it was pretty nuts. Like, did you actually wait in line that long? No, I didn't have to, no. I uh, I was lucky enough with staying on Disney property that we have what are called extra magic hours. So we get gotcha. access to the park a whole three hours before the park opens. Nice. So I rode Smuggler's Run um four times on the first day. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but those were long days because being up at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm to get over to the park for the extra magic hours opening oh man yeah it was it was a little bit crazy so when you get there you check in through security and with the opening ceremony they have the the first order first order fns march you up to the entrance nice (laughs) so is that like every morning they have a ceremony no, just for the extra magic hours they have at uh, the oh, stormtroopers okay. bring guests over to the entrance to Batu. Yeah. I bet you were it right is, at it's home. Terrific. Oh, I was right at home, yeah. But I, <laughs> I wouldn't have likened to have been in costume with the heat like that. Oh, that's true. And it's so humid yeah. in Florida too. It, exactly. So do you want to know more about the kind of layout of the park or Yeah. Okay, so when you come in, you essentially enter the resistance area. If you come in the sort of the the traditional entrance, if you like, Mm -hmm. you come in where the resistance supply post is. And that's Mm. where um, the the second ride that's going to open up will be. So it's more Mm -hmm. like a a smaller... traditional outpost as you would think of an outpost you know some stalls uh they've got an a-wing and an x-wing there as well they've got some Mm. gonk droids along nice and lots of other little uh, little bits bits and pieces very cool so that has a lot less activity because obviously the 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 new ride hasn't opened yet when are those supposed to open do you know the second ride yeah the second ride, as far as I know, Rise of the Resistance is going to open the 5th of December. So then as you come around, you uh, come to a clearing and you reach the marketplace. Hmm. So you can choose to cut through the marketplace or you can choose to walk around to another side. Nice. So when you cut through the marketplace, there are lots of things there. Um, that's where you can get all the different toys, figures, uh, plushies, things of that nature, jewelry stores. Does it look very authentic, like in the movies? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, 
Yeah, every nice. piece of theming you can think of is there. Sweet. And so from there, if you choose to walk through the marketplace, you will come down then through Ronto Roasters, which is a, a sort of a, <laughs> a, a place to get some, some small things to eat. But within Ronto Roasters, uh, it is essentially a droid who is spinning all the different meats under a jet engine. <laughs> oh, I think I saw that somewhere. <laughs> yes. And so once you come out of Ronto Roasters away from the craziness, you come to a little bit of a clearing. And on your right-hand side is Doc, An- Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Nice. So within Doc Ondar's, you can find everything from Sith Archives, Holocrons, Lightsabers anything and everything you can think of you will find in the antiquity store that's awesome so what did you get oh i <laughs> spent a fortune i spent a fortune in doc anders oh my god <laughs> i got jedi holocron and a sith holocron nice i got two thrawn artworks i got the hondo funko pop which is exclusive for dropping in galaxy's edge very cool. And I picked up some different literature materials and some kyber crystals. Nice. Did you get any yeah. secret messages from the different kybers? I haven't even gotten a chance to use them oh, yet. Oh, man. Which colors did you get? No, I, I have red, white, and yellow. Nice. So they were they were the ones that I was really interested in um, in getting. That's so cool. Then, as you come across, you reach a clearing, and that is where you find the view of the Millennium Falcon at Smuggler's Run. Nice. Is that where you took that one picture? Um, that was no, that was that that was down lower. So that was down actually. Um, as you come down the stairs, so there is actually a balcony there where you can look over. Um, everything. Gotcha. Yeah. And on your once you reach that place, then you are greeted by the smell of food, because <laughs> Dock and Bay Seven is just on your left hand side, mm. and that's where they do some amazing food. Nice. And once you walk down, then towards Smuggler's Run, you reach Olga's Cantina. <laughs> Legendary. Which is, which is one of the best experiences I have ever had. Oh, really? Oh, it is amazing. It is incredible. What, what makes it so amazing? The, the theming. Absolutely anything and anything and everything you could think of for an intergalactic So is that like bar. a sit-down restaurant? No, it's not. It's a cantina. It's a bar. Okay. Is that where you got like the, yeah. the blue milk and the green milk? No, that's from the milk stand. Oh. <laughs> That's where you got yeah. the porg, though, right? Uh, that's where I got the porg glass, yes. Nice. Well, how did so that So, Olga's Cantina is... The porg one was maybe third or fourth on the list of the nicest drinks. Oh, you have a Olga's list, Cantina. huh? Yeah, we... Myself and my family ordered every non-alcoholic drink on the menu. <laughs> nice. So, what was number one? Because uh, Carbon Freeze was number one. Oh. Yeah. So um, you're only allowed two drinks per person. Interesting. And you're only allowed to stay for 45 minutes. What? Yes. So you and your family decided to break those rules. <laughs> no, we were there for 45 minutes and that was it. Oh. <laughs> 45 minutes you're per only person, there. right? <laughs> no, 45. Yeah, if only 45 <laughs> minutes per party. Gotcha. Do you yeah. think that'll change, I guess? After maybe a while, it might do. It it, it might do. Um. It 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 may do, but it's um, it'll be a matter of waiting to see what what happens with respect to it. Personally, I don't see the need to change it right now. Gotcha. Because it it works. And. When you are there, there's, you know, pirate songs being sung. The atmosphere is incredible. Wait, the drinks wait, are wait, wacky. wait. <laughs> pirate songs? Yeah. Star Wars pirate songs? Yes. What? 
Absolutely, yeah. Well, because there is a full-fledged DJ within the cantina. Ah. That's where the atmosphere comes from. DJ R3X, or DJ Rex, as he is known. Nice. Yep. And it is amazing. <laughs> and Rex is amazing, and I was actually lucky enough to get the link to his Ogre's Cantina set on Spotify. Oh, nice. Is that the yeah, same one that's, that was on the Star Tours? Nope, this was all created solely for Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay. Yep, this was solely created for Ogre's Cantina. Wow. Along with obviously the 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 John Williams music that plays throughout the throughout the park. Awesome. So they still have Star Tours in both parks, right? Yes, they do. Ah, good. But it's it's in a totally different area, right? Totally different area. Completely different area. Huh. So then, as you leave Ogre's Cantina, you are entering the First Order area. Nice. And the, AKA and your home. Away from home. Yes, that, would, <laughs> yes that, that, was, that was my area where I was welcome in my Imperial garb. <laughs> what did they do? Did they, like... Oh, they are on patrol. Ducking you over? Oh, yes, and they'll search for identification and they patrol the, the bridges <laughs> and rooftops along there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Were you like... Did you say anything like, First Order, forever? <laughs> nope, all hail the Empire. Oh, nice. So as you come along then, you reach First Order Cargo, which is where the Imperial shipments are kept. So you can go in there and purchase some... Um, First Order confiscated goods is the way I'll put it uh-huh mm-hmm and while you do that you walk by the milk stand which provides the blue and blue milk <laughs> and green milk nice. of which on taste green milk is nicer than blue milk really yeah I don't know why I just liked it more what what do they taste like what would you compare them to I would say green milk is maybe kind of pineapple would be the closest thing I could describe. At least that's what it tasted like to me. Whereas the blue milk, I don't actually know. I, I can't even describe the taste of the blue milk. What was the consistency? It was almost like you guys would call them slurpees. Gotcha. Like quite a, quite a heavier slurpee. Hmm. So slush puppy for those of us. Gotcha. But I had more of a kind of milky texture So was it frozen it. then? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's oh, frozen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see. But they were delicious. Huh. So then, Kay, coming to your favorite part, <laughs> as you come under the little alleyway then when you exit... No. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh no, no, I know no. what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, we're going to head to Droid Depot. <laughs> yeah. So Droid Depot will be on your right-hand side just across from what is the mechanic stall where the droids are repairing various <laughs> speeders. Did you get your own little droid? I didn't build the droid. That was the one thing I didn't do. I had to choose between that and Ogre's Cantina. Uh, so I chose Ogre's Cantina. Gotcha. Yeah. And then nestled, hidden, just behind the Den of Antiquities is Savvy's workshop. The lightsaber. Where you get to where you get to build your own lightsaber, yes. And you did that, I'm assuming. I did. <laughs> Very cool. It is such an amazing experience. It is expensive, but it is very, very worth it for what they do. So do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yep. So what happens is you come into a little room which is antiqued. Well, maybe I'll go back. So before you go in, you approach the den for which they check your credentials to make sure that you are who you say you are and that you have the right to be there because if you don't, you leave. Hmm. And from the, there, wait, then wait, you wait. have to go do, about... So, like, do you mean, like, an actual ID check or, like, in-story ID check? In-story ID check okay. that you are who you say <laughs> you are. And from there, then, you must choose the type of lightsaber that you are going to build 
So like what options? Of which of which there are four options. So you can choose to build a lightsaber of elemental nature. Mm-hmm. Protection and defense. Peace and justice. Or power and. Hmm. What did you do? Power hunt? I did power and control. <laughs> gotcha. So then you enter the little back store, which features lots of boxes of antiquities, which I, I can imagine Doc Ongar has something to do with. Mm. I can't prove that, but considering it's built onto the back of Doc's, mm-hmm. I would imagine that to be true. And from there, you enter and you meet the person who will be your master and who will guide you through the assembling of your lightsaber and the choosing of your kyber crystal. Nice. Yes. So from there, you assemble the pieces of your lightsaber and you choose your kyber crystal. And then there is a ceremony for your lightsaber to be created. Cool. For which I won't talk about, I won't talk about too much because I don't want to spoil it for people. Gotcha. So you get a kyber crystal that comes with the lightsaber and then you can buy other ones? Yes, you do indeed. You can indeed. Yep, you can choose other lightsabers of uh, uh, other kyber crystals of different colors. So purple, green, blue. Cool. And if you are very, very lucky, you may receive an obsidian crystal. Ooh. Which is the black kyber crystal. Nice. Which are incredibly rare. Gotcha. So that is essentially the layout. It would be much easier if everybody had a map so that I could talk them through it. But it it's laid out very, very well. It is laid out like a mini village slash city. Cool. But you could spend hours there. And I mean hours. Nice. There are so many hidden things and Easter eggs and things to translate from Orbesh to English and then the local dialects and the local greetings as well. Bright suns. Bright suns is one of them, correct. <laughs> you can say bright suns for a good day or rising moons for a good evening and good night. Nice. Yeah. Did you see the loth cat? I did. <laughs> Was it cute? I most certainly did. They are really cute. <laughs> and a really cool thing was I was able to exchange some of my earthly currency for a Batu and Spira. Oh, I know. I want to get one of those. Yes. Would you recommend doing that? Oh, yeah, I would. It was it was just pretty cool to have. Cool. And then it's like a cool souvenir you get to keep. It's a really cool souvenir, but I mean, just go to Doc Honors and you will get as many souvenirs as you need. That's true. I'm saving up my monies. Yeah, and then I managed to get the uh, little thermo detonator bottles home. Nice. No problems with customs or custom customs took the ban off like a uh, two days after all of that happened, yeah. so it was no problem. That's good. That was just silly. It was no problem. Yeah, it was. It it was. I don't know. It was. It wasn't needed, but you know, thankfully, it it was changed and there was absolutely no issue. Same with taking your lightsaber home; they do fold down. You can remove the blade, so that's good. And TSA are TSA are well aware of them. So yeah, all in all, a, a great experience, albeit insanely busy mm-hmm. and insanely expensive. Yeah, I bet. But I mean, it. Yeah, it 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 is amazing though. But it's pretty cool to see all the, you know, the full size gunk droids and eight <laughs> DJ eight in Ronto Roaster twisting all the meat. I mean, a pod racing engine cooks your meat. It doesn't get much better than that. Very cool. Well, hopefully when I go, we can compare notes a little bit. Absolutely. The one thing I will tell you is you'll go, you'll see Katsata's kettle. Stay away from the popcorn. Why? It just tastes like pure sugar. Oh, okay. It's known as outpost mix, but it is very, very, uh, very sweet. Good to know. There you go, folks. Oh, and I did get a mouse droid popcorn bucket. Aww. Yeah, my popcorn bucket is a mouse droid, which is pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So is there more to the tour? Nope, that's it for the uh, the layout. As you would walk around then from Savage's Lightsaber Workshop, you would reach the start 
of the um area again you would be brought to essentially where where smugglers run it gotcha so that would sort of conclude your um your area walk around tour now obviously i'm just describing it willy-nilly but it it can take a long time to cover because there is so much to do and so much to see and that will increase when rise of the resistance opens oh yeah so how was smugglers run smugglers run was fantastic um i don't know if the ride will please everyone a lot of a lot of people haven't been pleased with it and others have mm-hmm. but it's the experience yeah. that's what you're going for but the ride itself is fantastic um each individual person gets a specific role on the falcon mm-hmm. so you know you can be a pilot an engineer whatever the case may be do you get to and choose or are you for... assigned it no well you you do choose in if, if you're in your party the only way you don't get to choose it is if you go single rider you will always be an engineer oh interesting yeah so single rider will always be an engineer so if you don't mind what you're doing and you want to see it now you will still have stuff to do as an engineer just it is not the most exciting <laughs> um task to to perform but just to to go through it and experience it is is phenomenal. Just beware if you are a single rider, you won't get to explore all of the area, <laughs> so you might not get to see certain things that people are talking about. So if you're a single rider, then it might be prudent of you to make friends with people you're in line with just to get in their group. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that what you would suggest? But if you are, yeah, I would definitely suggest that if the queue is maybe. 30 to 60 minutes then just queue up in the normal queue mm-hmm. but if you just want to experience the ride gotcha. go single rider the only problem is you will miss out on getting a full tour of the falcon and getting to see a, a very very familiar face that we all know and love <laughs> a, a very lovable rogue <laughs> i think i know who you're talking about but we'll we'll leave of course we'll... of course you know who i'm on about <laughs> Should, are you gonna say or just leave that for people going well, I think people have seen it, so it is already out there. But let's say our favorite Hondo. pirate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very cool. Does he talk to you? He, he does. He is a big part of the. Is ride. it uh, is it animatronic or is it an actual person? Yeah, it, you would think it was an actual person, but it is animatronic. Wow, and it and they still have it programmed to talk to you and everything. Everything. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. It is that 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 was a big plus for me was seeing that and just being like, oh my god, that's so cool. Because when I showed family the video, they thought it was a real person. <laughs> so, what did your family think of it? They, to my knowledge, they're not as big Star Wars fans as you. My family are not Star Wars fans in any way, shape, or form, but they couldn't believe the size, scale, and level of detail. <laughs> they were genuinely, they were genuinely blown away with it. They were taking pictures themselves. That's cool. So if if you know, you're there with your family who do not happen to be Star Wars fans, that's good to know. They will 100% enjoy it because the level of detailing is just, it's beyond anything you can ever imagine. That's the only thing I will say is whatever pictures you see, whatever video you see until you are standing there yourself, you will be blown away. Genuinely, you will be blown away. Awesome sauce. <laughs> And the thing is, particularly with somewhere like Hollywood Studios, if they wanted to expand it, they can. Very awesome. So mm-hmm. you're kind of a Disney aficionado. How does it compare to other the other lands that you that are around Disney World? Being by well, obviously with being Star you're Wars, I am biased, going to be heavily attached. <laughs> yeah. In terms of a land, it would be my absolute um, favourite, but I'm just lucky enough that Hollywood Studios is one of my favourite parks. So I do love it. But in terms of the land, it is my favourite because with respect to Walt Disney World, there is really only Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no other themed lands yet. Mm. You know, like in Tokyo Disney, I think they're building uh, Arendelle from Frozen. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I think there's talk of, you know, 
other things come around like with Mario and stuff like that for different lands. Hmm. Not just in not just in Disney, but you know other companies and things like that. But in terms of lands, Galaxy's Edge is going to be the the number one. I think. I I can imagine they've already made back some of the money that it cost. Nice. Well, that. Uh, so, so, supposedly a billion for two parks. However true that is, I don't know. Wow. It's yeah, only suppo- been a few supposedly. months. Yeah, it's it's supposedly it was a it was a billion for it was for two. However true again, I don't know. Hmm. But they are going to make their money, and again, when the new ride opens up, it's going to be like a whole brand new opening. That's true. Because a new area will be revealed, and they can obviously do more and tell, you know, more parts of the story, mm-hmm. and build the the history and culture of. Nice. Very cool. So have you read um the tie-in novels yet? To Batu? No, I only I only I only got them when I was there. Okay. Yeah, I'm just hoping that I get to read them before I go cuz I think that'll add a whole another layer. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they were available here. Oh man. Yeah, like I picked up the Myths and Fables book, which I was really looking forward to. But again, I don't think that was available here. Same with the other novel that I picked up. Um, I hadn't seen them listed in Europe, so. Huh. So, do you have any final thoughts on Galaxy's Edge? Just be prepared to be amazed. Whatever you may think of, you know. If you were just going there solely to do Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run... You may or may not be happy with it. Hmm. But if you were going there to experience the entire thing for the scenery, the story, the detailing, the experience, the culture and the people of Batu, then you will absolutely love it. It will be worth every penny. Nice. Well, thanks for the tour. That was awesome. I can't wait to go. <laughs> so all in all, I think if I was to rate my experiences, it would be Ogre's Cantina was definitely number one. Nice. Doc Ondar's would be two. And I would just put Smuggler's Run over Savvy's Workshop. Just. Wow. Yeah, just. Very cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. It is. And are you going to the one in California or? Yeah, that's the one I'm planning on going probably first. Okay, well, they they are pretty much identical. Interesting. Yeah. Very good. Was oh, did you run into like Ray or Chewbacca or anything? Both. What? And they hide out. Nice. Yeah, well, they don't want to be seen by the resistance. Uh, they don't want to be seen by the First Order. That's true. So you will you will see them sneaking around while the. The first order are on patrol. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Cut the channel, Red Two. All right, so that was a super fun episode, huh, Gary? Did you like reliving your experience? I did, but I mean, there's so many details to think of. It's only maybe later on when you go back and think, <laughs> "Oh, I should have said this, or I should have mentioned that." There is so much to to do and so much to see. I'm sure that was like just scratching the surface, so. Oh, it's complete sensory overload, without question. (laughs) That's amazing. So, what else do we got going on in the world of Blaba? We we alluded to some art interviews earlier. Do we have anything else planned? I'm hoping to have some things coming up along the way. Um, Just waiting for a couple of confirmations to come back so nothing solid to report just yet so i'd say our shows will be building up to perhaps some of the the black spire novels which we can try get finished yes before you go on your trip kate so we'll have that to talk about we certainly want to do a a (laughs) throng episode without without question i think that's something that we have to do yes and obviously the build up to episode 9 then with the the books, the comics and the graphic novels we will be covering as well. Oh, I just thought of something. Go for it. <laughs> um, Force Friday. 
Oh yeah, I'm going to be heavily involved with that. that. Oh, you'll be trooping and stuff probably, huh? Yeah, we've got 504 events for that, yeah. Um, that's in, like, just a couple of weeks, and I haven't heard hardly any details, so I'm kind of interested to see how that turns out. Well, Ireland is on top of it. Ireland are hosting a fair few events. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything yet. Maybe I just haven't been looking in the right places, but... But yeah, we'll definitely have to share our First Friday experiences I'm hoping to drag along my nephews and my brother, maybe. That would be cool. They, they've never done anything like that. Well, they've done, like, um, Black Friday, but <laughs> they've never done Force Friday. Well, your Force Friday is sort of very different hours. You guys get more, you know, access to better merch and stuff like that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting once those floodgates are open. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so hope you guys have been enjoying our social media feeds. I think we've been both trying to be a little more active. So I hope you guys have been enjoying that. So, yeah, as always, drop us a line. Maybe, like, um, if you've been to Galaxy's Edge, tell us what your favorite part was. Or tell us if you have plans for Galaxy's Edge. Or... Whatever, you can say anything about Star Wars. It's cool. <laughs> um, Twitter, our Twitter handle is at Twitter. <laughs> our Twitter handle is at Blob of the Hut. Uh, same on Instagram. And you can just search for that on Facebook. Or you can follow our individual Twitter accounts. Um, I'm at Camadu. That's at K-A-M-I-D-U-U. And... I am at Aplocool, at P-L-O underscore K-O-O-L. All right, and one more thing. We do have another shout-out. So we wanted to give a huge congratulations to Blaba founder Jamie and his wife, Marie Trace, for their new little baby, Nathan James Hickey. So, congratulations, guys. Congratulations to you all. All right, so until next time, rising moons. Until the spire.